What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 328th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me on this very fall evening, pull up a side of chai, Will. Apple cider donuts is what you're pulling up a side of, but I uh, I have to desperately ask for some help. Steve, please help me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. uh, playing the, do you know the PTCGO? That yes. One, that game, the po- Pokemon trading card game online. Yeah, online version. I was playing my friend Chris last night and went in for all my, you know, my sweet old decks that I used to play back in the day, the the Darkrai Hydreigon, the Palkia. What is that? What's that little bird guy that Togepi evolves into? Togekiss? Togekiss. Palkia Togekiss. Remember those decks? Yes. Either way. I went to use them and I they all had little triangles on them saying... This deck has cards you don't own because I traded away all my PTCGO cards. Why? So Because I was mad at the game. <laughs> it sounds like you. <laughs> Can you trade me back my cards, please? Uh, I might have some of them. I don't play okay. Legacy, so yeah. I mean, I can trade you those if I... Expanded. Oh, expanded, This, this yes. isn't magic here. Uh, well, they do have Legacy, I think. Or maybe they've um, something else. It's like... Hmm. It's expanded, standard, oh, yeah. and then one other thing, which is like even older than expanded. Thought you were be... sneaking behind my back and playing some Magic: The Gathering no, behind no. my back. I would never go down that dark, dark road. I've started going down that road. <laughs> Greg though is here. I don't know if Greg's ever went down the Magic Hole. I was working at a card shop during the Magic Hole. And any desire to play Magic the Gathering was killed by small children wanting their Black Lotus card for $10 when it was clearly $100 in the case. And then they'd get on my case and then they'd be like, let me feel all the packs to see which pack I want. No, you get the pack I give you and then you pay for it and you leave. You must be fibbing because there were no card shops before Magic the Gathering came out. Oh my gosh, there were. (laughs) <laughs> what, what what card games were there? There was Magic, and there were baseball cards. Oh, that kind of card shop. <laughs> it was comics, news, and books, shinders. Yeah, it was a comic shop is what it was. It was a newsstand is what it oh, was. Oh, wow. With you're, an, now you're really aging yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked there. Oh, man. All right, so for this episode, we have some Pokemon Go news and some Let's Go news. Those were kind of the two big things that happened this week. And then we have a a new segment. What? uh, Which is from our Attic channel in Slack. What? You are a Patreon backer at that level. You can ask a question, and we will be picking one of the questions to do that. So it's kind of like email, except it guarantees at least one question a week, whereas email is kind of hit and miss. (laughs) Because sometimes our shows go really long, we don't get to fit emails in. That's okay. Because those emails, they they ripen like a good wine. Maybe not so much. So some of them may be time sensitive, and then we miss, and that's okay. But let's get right into some news here. Uh, First bit of news. Probably the most disappointing news you'll hear all week. The Community Day for October has been announced, which takes place on October 21st. And uh, it's not a ghost Pokemon, it's Beldum. It's it, not uh, 
ghastly or or Zubat or anything spooky in it's just Beldum. It should have been ghastly. Yeah. I think it should have been Zubat. <laughs> no. Although technically out of outer space sci-fi still is like a Halloween kind of concept. Technically. Yes. <laughs> but it's not a ghost. I'm bitter about this. Yeah, I mean it's Beldum's cool. It's fine. fine. I mean, I like Beldum shiny, and I'll try to one. get out on a Sunday. But I'm still like, it's a missed opportunity for sure. My assumption is they like were just planning these Pokemon in a row. This this is just me assuming, and they just didn't realize that this lined lid 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 led led up lined up with October, and they're like, ah, oh, well, it's too late. Whatever. That sounds about right. Uh, and and or maybe they actually do have a pretty cool Halloween event. They did one last year uh, where they introduced Sableye and Duskull and Shuppet. Um, so maybe they have a cool one this year. When did they start that one? Because, I mean, Community Days is 10 days before Halloween. I don't know when they started it, but I know it went over Halloween Day. Because I was definitely streaming and I wanted to stream a spooky game. But uh, the two games that I was going to stream both. We're not fully downloaded. And I remember just playing <laughs> Leaf Green instead and checking Pokemon Go for Shuppets and stuff. Most of their events are like 10, 10, to two, 10 days to two weeks, usually. Uh, something around that, yeah. As this episode goes up, the Kanto event should be ending. I, I, I want to say that's September 30th. I know the, the other bit of news here is the Alolan Eggs got extended another uh, week, actually eight days. Uh, this was three hours ago before we started recording on Twitter from Pokemon Go app. It says, uh, you now have extra time to hatch Farfetch, Kangaskhan, Mr. Mime, and Tauros in 7K eggs. These Pokemon are available through October 8th. I think uh, mm. okay. people, people were excited News about flash. that. Okay. The Halloween event last year started October 20th and ended November 2nd. Interesting. So they so, could start something on November 22nd. Yeah. They could. I'm well, holding out for Shiny Ghastly Week. Do you want? Shiny Zubat Week. Boo. That's what the ghost says. <laughs> I quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Speaking of shiny Pokemon, uh, this is off comicbook.com. Number one news source for book <laughs> podcasts. That, that is correct. Pokemon Go to add a new shiny Pokemon this week. This is, I'm just going to read the article right here. Pokemon Go is about to add a new shiny Pokemon on October 1st when the game adds new research tasks. The YouTuber Reversal, who we've had on the show before, announced that Pokemon Go would add a shiny version of Krabby and Kingler on October 1st when the game adds new research tasks and, make them leg- and makes the legendary Pokemon Suicune the new research breakthrough. The YouTuber received this information directly from Niantic. Uh, it goes on to say what a shiny Pokemon is. I think if you listen to the show, you probably know that. But in addition, Pokemon Go plans to add a new version of Spinda to the game in October. Spin is the normal type Pokemon with multiple spot patterns. Pokemon Go has been rolling out each pattern once a month. 
And Pokemon Go is currently in a big event al- involving the legendary Pokemon Mewtwo, who has appeared as a regular boss for the first time. The, the mythical Pokemon Deoxys is also appearing as an EX raid boss beginning on October 1st. And Beldum will be the uh, focus for October's community a- event. It is also expected that there will be another Halloween event. Thank you, comicbook.com. So do you think they're going to add the Gen 4 ghosts this Halloween? Uh, I have mm. such a... I mean, there's a bunch of them. Bad memory, but didn't the baby Pokemon come first, then the ghost Pokemon came first for Gen 3? Because Gen 3 was a slow rollout. Well, the baby Pokemon appeared in eggs first, right? Like, yes. you could hatch them in eggs. Mm-hmm. But since Alolan eggs are a thing, and they're extending that, I don't think they're going to do the egg thing, but I think we may get our first Gen 4 ghosts or when october 8th is done all of a sudden these gen 4 baby pokemon will appear in alolan eggs but the only real gen 4 baby pokemon there's eight of them there's riolu which will by easily be the rarest are we calling that since it's a two-stage a baby though yeah, that's not a baby because no, babies Riolu, were the ones Riolu, you could only get from eggs. Riolu's a baby because it can't make it can't make baby Pokemon. Baby Pokemon are just classified by the fact that they can't breed. Togepi can't breed. Pichu can't breed. Mime Junior can't breed. Riolu can't breed because let are me you tell sure? you. Oh yeah, I wasted about two hours trying to get a Riolu <laughs> egg. Wow. <laughs> and then I was like, chat. All 150 of you people watching me, why did no one say Riolu? <laughs> Can't hatch, make eggs. Munchlax. Yeah, Munchlax. Uh, shingling. Badoo, the best. Badoo. You're jumping over Badoo. I think Hello. that's like the only really class. I mean, I'm sure there are other classifications for baby Pokemon, but what do we have here? I'll pull up the list. Uh, so Badoo, Chingling, Bonsly. Bonsly. How do you say it, Will? Bonsly. 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 Mime Jr. Happiny. Happiny. Uh, no, it's definitely Happiny. Well, all right. It's a weird way to say it. Munchlax, Riolu, and Mantike. So those are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, those are the eight. And they have never introduced a baby Pokemon after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like hmm. so I could see them doing Alolan eggs for those after the other event is done cuz I mean you don't have to accept Alolan eggs, right? But also if we're going back to Diglets and Geodudes and Meowths, I don't think people want that anymore unless they're still going for an Alolan Ninetales. Or an Alolan Vulpix, but they did increase Alolan Vulpix out of the eggs to, I think, 10% at this point. I finally got one. Yeah, they're cool. They're very cool. But the only thing really useful out of those eggs is Geodude, because Golem is a good Pokemon for taking gyms. I used Golem to get my Mewtwo. He just was throwing little rocks at that guy. Heck yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I think the slow rollout for Gen 3 really did work. So I don't see why they wouldn't do it again. I don't, I don't really remember people being upset about slow rollout, the slow rollout, surprisingly. <laughs> the one thing they weren't upset about. Uh, this also leads into just a quick thing. 
This was happening when I was I was actually in town with Greg. EX raid passes did go out on I want to say Thursday they went out. Yep. And I got one. You got one and I got one for uh the one I always get, which is just a sprint store that is near me. Irene and I was driving to get dinner. We saw there was a raid there. We went over. We were like, ah, it's a Snorlax. There probably won't be any people there. But there were people there waiting for other people because they realized it was an EX raid. So that was cool. It was just nice timing on that part. So I got an invite to that. And when I was out doing community day, I made sure to, you know, well, I'm, I, I like doing raids regardless on community day just because most of them are easy. Jump in, jump out. Uh, cause you don't have to wait for anyone, don't have to plan anything. I love that. But I was like, oh, we're definitely going to go out of, uh, out of our way to do this Mewtwo that popped because that's an EX raid location. I, me or Irene and I did not get a raid past that location, which was like a bummer because it's just, well, not a bummer, but it does show there's still randomness just because you do. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed it. But my mom got her second EX raid pass ever. She got one originally for Mewtwo back. When she did a raid at Starbucks, I think she did like a snow run or something at a Starbucks, got an EX raid pass, didn't know what it was, ended up missing it. <laughs> but she got an EX raid pass for Deoxys without even the the way I knew she got it is because she invited me to it. So I'll be doing two Deoxyses on Monday, October 1st, which is the first day Deoxys will be available, uh, which is great because there are like two, there's two hours in between, so plenty of time to... Do it, drive to the next one, get ready. But the the issue that happened is some people were getting EX raid passes for that Friday, which I believe was September 28th, and or even on September 27th, where Deoxys was not available yet, from some error that Niantic admitted, like, we messed up, something went wrong, these were incorrect times and dates, we're really sorry, we're going to cancel that. Give you all two free premium raid passes, which is two bucks. And then we're going to give you some Stardust and call it a day. Uh, and some people were very upset about that, but that was kind of the drama on Friday. Because no one in this world is ever allowed to make an error, ever. Never. Mm, Mistakes nope. are not tolerated. Um, actually, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> People could have died. It's it's definitely a bummer, but I don't I don't know. I've I've played so many online, always changing games where issues happen. Like I know it's easy to be it's easy to point that Niantic always messes up or Niantic's not perfect perfect perfect. Sorry, clearly I'm not perfect. I was also like easy to point at Meltan, which we're gonna talk about later, Ugh. and say like. Oh, the only reason this happened is because Niantic messed up. It wasn't actually planned, which I think is a bunch of baloney. But I, I, I'm sure Greg can speak to probably dozens of mistakes that Blizzard has made over the years with WoW. Um, and I'm sure they've quickly corrected them. Somebody who's played Destiny, there has been plenty of issues with guns or drops or just things in general not working that usually Bungie fixes within a week or, you know, there was, a certain gun that ended up having an issue for like a month. Stuff like that. There's a lot of people that have to be serviced. I think at least last time we heard, there are 7 million Pokemon Go daily players. So, I don't know. I mean, straight up, 
Every launch of a WoW expansion has been an utter nightmare of errors, bugs, and logouts, and servers collapsing. So, one EX raid mistake is pretty, pretty good, comparatively. Uh, but it'll be very excited, uh, exciting to get Deoxys, see how fast I have to tap to defeat it, and see how hard it is to catch and whatnot. But that's going on, so if you got a Deoxys invite... Make sure you invite a friend. If you have not gotten a Deoxys invite, the other thing that I saw that we don't have in news is that there will no longer be gym lockout. And so what that means is normally when um, EX raid passes go out, the gym where the EX raid is at, once the passes go out, wouldn't spawn any more raids. So, for example, if I always went to Target, which is one one of the Sprint stores is located, and I go there every day, and I'm like, come, why is there no raids here? Like, come on, it's there should be, you know, seven days in a row, different times. Should be, I should at least see one raid. If the reason I'm not seeing raids is probably because that an EX raid is scheduled, those passes have gone out, so the gym refuses to give any more raids until the EX raid takes place. And now there's no more gym lockout, which means even if EX raid passes have gone out at that sprint store, raids will continue as normal, so you can still do them, which is a really great change that, you know, maybe some people might not notice, but um, if there's a specific gym where, you know, there's a raid every day and then all of a sudden there's no raids for a week, that's kind of, that's the reason why, is gym lockout at that point so that is apparently gone according to Niantic so that's cool so yeah keep writing go to the sponsored gyms if you get an invite make sure you invite a friend my biggest 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 tip is if you're a person that's late to things if you're you know 15 minutes late to community day or like you 20 minutes late to somebody's wedding that will not be you that will not be me just I hope not make I, sure I think that's my job <laughs> Just make sure for EX raids, you're there early. Because usually there's one, maybe two groups. Maybe there's like a 2 o'clock and a 2.15 group. And, you know, if you're the one that shows up at 2.17, all those people will probably be done and will be headed back to their job or work or school. or So just be early for those. That's my advice. Yeah, my staff member who plays Pokemon Go did say to me, boy, now we can both take off work to do EX raids. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I got one more bit of Pokemon Go news also broke over the weekend here. This is off Nintendo Life. Uh, top Pokemon Go player has account suspended for violating terms of service. Oh, un- unbelievable. A famous Pokemon Go player has recently had his account suspended by Niantic for breaking rules of the popular mobile game. According to Nintendo Soup, Singapore-based player Brandon Tan has made a name for himself by becoming the very best Pokemon Go trainer in the world. As committed to the cause he is, he's also been caught for violating the game's terms of service. I have Brandon, it's at BrandonTan91 is the uh, his official Twitter account. He tweeted, just woke up after 14 hours of sleep, received a message when I tried to log in, sarcastic smiley face. 
Thank you for everyone who messaged me to show concern, but honest, I'm okay about it. Just worried that I might look for another game to play during the period and may, and not come back to Pokemon Go thinking face emoji. And the image he posted is, the suspension will last for approximately 30 days. Any further transgressions will result in permanent account termination. The Pokemon Go player has reportedly been selling Pokemon online for as much as $400 USD and is also in possession of more than five Pokemon Go accounts. Tan allegedly became an easy target for Niantic when he made all of this information publicly available online. This includes a promotion of his Mewtwo service via Twitter, offering a trade to the rare Pokemon for a high price of his 26,000 followers. A few days prior to the the suspension, Tan tweeted about how he completed 485 Mewtwo raids this week. Participating what? in an average of 69 raids a day from 6 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. It's basically a full-time job, making, the, making it even more surprising that he would publicly violate the rules and put himself at risk. At risk. Yes, the best thing to do when you get your account suspended is to start posting passive-aggressive threats <laughs> on Twitter because that really is going to endear you in the eyes of the people who have suspended your account. Oh, well, if they're going to suspend me, maybe I'm just going to play some other game. Okay, go, right, go right ahead. World go of Warcraft ahead. it up. Go gold farm for somebody. Okay, so a couple things. I don't know Brandon personally. I only know Brandon through the Pokemon Go YouTube community. Uh, as, as, you know, we've had Reversal on. I can really reach out to Reversal pretty easily, and Reversal has... A friendship with Brandon. I know that Trainer Tips I did an interview with Brandon, so don't know all the details about this. We don't know exactly why he got suspended. Was was it because he had five accounts and there's plenty of pictures of him using multiple iPads and iPhones? Was it because he was selling? The easy answer is yes and yes, but we we don't know the exact reason why. We probably never will. But a couple things here. First thing is, about a month ago, we talked about the TOS violations and what will happen if you violate them. The first one, there's a three-strike policy. The first strike is strike one, seven-day shadow ban, I think it's called, um, where you can still play Pokemon Go. You just won't see rare Pokemon in the wild. You won't be invited to EX raids that last seven days. You can still do raids and whatnot, but... You know, if everyone else in the wild sees a Dragonite, you won't see that. Second strike is a 30-day ban, which is what this picture is stating. No Pokemon Go. You can't log in, can't trade, you can't check your items, can't buy stuff, can't transfer Pokemon, can't even access the game. That will last 30 days. Strike three, permanently banned. Don't know if this is his main account. I'm personally inclined to think that they banned his main account because I would assume (laughs) that if you're going to ban anything, you ban the main account and he has, I don't think it's said in this article, but for those who are maybe a little bit unfamiliar of why he is quote unquote the number one Pokemon Go player in the world is that on his main account, not only did he do... 485 Mewtwo's in the past week. 
I'm sure those that's all not on one account, but his main account has 600 million XP. So to put that in perspective, uh, my account, which is about a million shy of reaching level 40 in the game, has 19 million XP. So to wow. reach level 40, you need a total of 20 million XP, and Brandon Tan's main account has 60 or sorry, 600 million XP. He plays a lot of Pokemon Go. <laughs> Bottom so line. Why, why wouldn't they have banned all of his accounts? I, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. They don't say whether it's one way or the other. That's true. They don't. Um, but if, 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 if you're announcing or you're saying that, hey, I'm the number one Pokemon Go player in the world. I have 600 million XP. Here's a screenshot. No one else is arguing that right no one else is saying no i have 601 million so i would be inclined to believe that he does no one has more xp than them that than brandon um but i would also assume that niantic also realizes that right i'm sure they have a system of like here's everyone's profiles we can search by you know alphabetical so probably a a a a a a a a zero one is the first one in the list of trainers <laughs> Uh, we can probably search by date created. We can probably, so like John Hankey, you know, number one date created. We can probably search by how many Pokemon somebody's caught. Like this person has caught a million Pokemon, but has never used a lucky egg. And I'm assuming they can also like organize and search and sort by who has the most XP, right? Like that's not unreasonable to think of. Like they, I'm sure they, they have access to those databases. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so they, they must know. And when you say that, like, when you, you tweet that I've done 485 Mewtwo's this past week, at the very least, if you assume that one Mewtwo is a dollar, minus the one free one you get, if he's done 485, then at least this week alone, he's spent $484 this week. So I think this is important not for... I think it's important because of the person and because of what Niantic did, because this is obviously a person who loves Pokemon Go, who's put their entire life into Pokemon Go, who's put clearly a lot of money into Pokemon Go. Well, I have two two things I would disagree with. One, it doesn't mean he necessarily loves Pokemon Go. He may very well have just seen, uh, here's an opportunity for me to make money once they introduce trading. Although, I guess he would have had to have all those millions of experiences before they introduced training. So, that's up in the air. Well, so, before you get to your second point, because I think this is a good point, he's been doing this for a while, which is surprising that Niantic took this long, but previous to, tra to trading coming out, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was, you know, Reversal retweeted him, and that was kind of the first time I've heard of Brandon Tan, and this was almost probably a year ago. Um... And I saw that Brandon was offering, I don't, was it like, it, it might have been like Lugia or something, but the same thing. It was a tweet with like, I will catch you a perfect IV Lugia for $300. And if you want, you know, 14 to 13 IV Lugia, that's $200. And if you just want a Lugia, that's like $40. Um, and this was prior to trading. And then when you go back, Will, and you mentioned trading of, hey, if you want a 13 to 14 IV Mewtwo, $300. If you want a 15 perfect IV Mewtwo, $500. When you trade, your IVs are not guaranteed. 
ever. And that would also assume that the people paying for that would be local to Brandon in order to do the trade. So if he was doing this before trading and he's doing it now, and if you're guaranteeing 15 perfect IVs, which when you trade a Pokemon is not guaranteed, the only thing that you can assume at that point is the people paying Brandon to do this are giving him their username and their password. He's logging in. He's doing the raids, doing it till he gets the Pokemon and then giving your account back, which is another violation of the terms of service of not only Brandon, but the person giving because you're not allowed as a Pokemon Go player to give out your username and password. But now we're at not now not only are we at multiple devices, which I think is at the end of the day the least hurtful thing. Okay, you have two accounts, not really hurting anyone. Not allowed, but okay. Selling actual goods and services, which is stated in the terms of service, you are not allowed to do. You can't sell Pokemon. That's a huge no no. <laughs> Um, and now get, getting access to other people's accounts, those are now three things. Sorry to interrupt you. I know you just wanted to. That's okay. I can't remember what my second point was. <laughs> other than the fact that they're doing what they should have done, I think clearly a business decision because bad press crossed over the amount of money he was giving them. And that's when they decided to act. Because if tweets have been going on for this long, I mean, they've known about it, but the money was worth it. And it was, you know, and then I think finally, when it gets out big enough and becomes a PR problem, they're going to get on that real quick. But good on them. I mean, they're at least sending a clear message that it doesn't really matter how much money you give them. Eventually, you you will pay for it somehow. And I don't, like I said, I don't think we'll ever know what was the exact trigger of the band. Oh, oh, real quick, I don't know if I mentioned this. Some people are like, why didn't he get the seven-day ban first? Why did this jump to a 30-day ban? I believe when we read the TOS a month ago, I believe at, at the end of all of it, it said, like, Niantic has the right to, you know, skip the seven-day or skip the 30-day if, the re- if they deem necessary. Yeah, if the infraction the infraction's strong enough, it's not levels, it's consequences. And they can jump <laughs> to more strict consequences. They don't have to be like, okay, well, here's seven days. Uh it, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um I think I mean, and I I also think at the end of the day, I don't think banning, like if this was a permanent ban, I don't think that affects I like I honestly don't think that affects the Pokemon Go community, right? I don't No, I mean, if one person who's popular, you know, popular for playing the game is no longer allowed to play the game, I don't think that makes a ton of people say, well, I'm not going to play this game because so-and-so is not playing it anymore and it's not cool. Yeah, it only has a chilling effect on people who are trying to make money off the game. Yeah. Or people who are basically cheating and using multiple accounts, which I just, I don't understand, but fine. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I guess in uh, slash remind me thirty days. <laughs> <laughs> Siri set set a reminder. If Brandon comes back, I know uh, Will joked about like the uh, I may look for another game, <laughs> not come back to Pogo. 
you know, nothing's stopping Brandon from making a new Pokemon Go account, right? We all know it's switching to Harry Potter. $500 for the super rare Hagrid beast in the wild. Hagrid uh, is not a beast. <laughs> yeah, not with that attitude. You know, if if you're playing Pokemon Go every single day doing, you know, 485 raids in a week, that like that is your job. That's how you're making money from selling Mewtwo's or Lugia's or Entei's. Yeah, you you might switch for a different game, but I'm very curious, like what you do. It's 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 not even like when you do that much that much of something, and all of a sudden you can't do it for thirty days. That's it's just an interesting situation, right? I mean, it is. It, it, who knows if he had a second job or anything? I mean, yeah, it's that is a lot of dedication and everything to then be completely blocked out of it. it leaves a real vacuum. But I also just had another realization. He's honestly very lucky that they didn't pursue Singapore law against him because, as far as I remember, Singapore is huge into corporal punishment. So that's something that he should be grateful he avoided. I can't speak to that. <laughs> but what I can speak to is taking a break, and when we come back, we got some Mel Tan stuff, uh, which I'm sure hooray. you've all heard about, so we'll be right back, and then we'll talk about some Mel Tan. So hang on to your uh, Mel Tans. <laughs> I was going to say hang on to your nuts and bolts. None of that's mm. good. Mm. None of that's good. They had people there to manage the flow of the traffic. Be like, hey, walk this way or hey, walk this way. Just to keep it clear. Uh-huh. Walk this way or hey, walk this way. That all went okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mysterious new Pokemon appears in Pokemon Go. I feel like this news was like a month ago, but it was really just very, very short ago. This is the official press release that the Pokemon Company sent me here. The Pokemon Company International, Niantic Inc., and Nintendo announced today that a new mythical Pokemon has been discovered in the world of Pokemon Go, Meltan. Meltan is a steel type Pokemon with a body made mostly of liquid metal, which makes its shape very fluid. This Pokemon can use its liquid arms and legs to corrode metal and absorb into its body. Meltan can generate electricity using the metal it absorbs from outside sources. It uses the electric this electricity as an energy source. And for an attack, it fires from its eye. So hopefully that gives you a little bit more lore 
feelings about Meltan, I guess. It certainly makes it clear that it has no depth perception because it only has one eye. It has eye. only one eye. <laughs> it's not going to uh, fire that laser beam very good now, is it? Uh, its name is Meltan. Uh, its category is the Hex Dumb. Nut Pokemon, uh, which a category for something like Pikachu would be the Electric Mouse Pokemon. Correct. Meowth would be the Scratch Cat Pokemon. That's what a category is. Uh, its height, it's 8 inches tall. Its weight, 17.6 American pounds. And its type is just plain steel. In Pokemon Go, sightings of Ditto that have transformed into Meltan have been reported. Professor Oak and Professor Willow have started research on Meltan. Professor Oak, one of the leading authorities in field research of Pokemon is based in the Kanto region's Pallet Town. In Pokemon Go, Let's Go Pikachu, and Let's Go Eevee... Oh, sorry. In in Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu, and Let's Go Eevee, he gives you a Pokedex to both you and your rival, entrusting you with his dream of completing it. Meanwhile, with the help of Pokemon Go players around the world, Professor Willow conducts his research in the field to fully understand the habitats and distributions of Pokemon. He was once an assistant to Professor Oak, and he talks to Professor Oak, his mentor, whenever he runs into a hitch in his research. It has been determined in Pokemon Go, it has been determined that Pokemon Go is somehow key to meeting Meltan in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Updates will be provided as more is discovered about the mysterious mythical Pokemon. This has been your press release. What I find interesting (laughs) is that if Professor Willow worked with Professor Oak at some point, and let's just imagine that he wasn't at one point a 10-year-old who was sent out into the world to do Professor Oak's work for him while Professor Oak sat back and drank margaritas and smoked cigars, how come his character model is so much more advanced (laughs) than (laughs) Professor Oak's? There is like a two-minute YouTube video that the Pokemon Company tweeted and uh, that you can just go to, you know, youtube.com slash Pokemon to watch. And it is Willow talking to Oak and they are still in their respective styles, which is both jarring. I think it's really jarring, but also like really. I think it's also cool that they kept the style difference between them. Um and Willow yeah, I, has I think a, it's cute too, yeah. Willow has I a mean, really it, good voice as well. So I mean, Professor Oak clearly has the best Snapchat filter to make him look younger and animated. <laughs> like, what does that dude really look like? What is this Dorian Gray Snapchat thing we got going on? Don't trust a lot of questions about Oak right now. <laughs> Not a lot of answers. That also makes you I don't. Maybe there's a Bulbapedia article about it of how old Oak actually is because Willow's not the youngest dude. Just no, no, because Willow, Willow went, went gray early. Gray. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. I mean, we know that Professor Oak is a grandfather, so he has to be at least past fifty safely. I don't know. I've met some grandparents in their forties. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to ignore that. We're putting to bed the whole Neantic messed up and that uh, well obviously Meltan is not a placeholder but 
even if you if you for some reason still believe that Niantic messed up and they just decided to release all of this early, I mean they had a lot of stuff ready to go on September twenty fifth, which was was that a Tuesday? That was a that was a Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday when they Tuesday. announced all of this officially. The Meltan stuff started on Saturday. They had a two-minute fully voice act, voice active video. They, you know, had all their their tweets and announcements and everything kind of in a in a row. Whereas ideally, you know, people aren't working. People in these positions, press release people and stuff, are not working Saturday Sundays. They might finalize things and get things finished and emailed on Monday, but I I, I find it hard to believe that. That this was a mistake that they just were like, ah, oh, let's go with it. This all seemed intentional. Besides, that's what Meltans, they want you to think. Besides the Meltans turning into Chikorita, which we discussed that that only happened to people that weren't fully updated with the software. And besides the weird couple Kecleons that appeared, it seems like this is what they wanted to do the entire time. And what a cool way to do it. Like, whether or not you know you you still believe that Niantic can't do anything right, <laughs> whether or not you believe that introducing a Pokemon this way with really no tweets, no you know very boring press release that I read you uh, as informative as it was, it's you know very boring. Putting a Pokemon out into the world on a day where most of your Pokemon players will be playing and not giving them a lot of detail is a really cool way to introduce a Pokemon. And I'll, I'll tell you what, it's a heck of a lot better than the, how they introduced, you know, Magearna, Volcarona. Even Zeraora at this point has been a real lackluster introduction. Very true. I also think a strong argument for why this was planned is their next opportunity. Obviously, right, Professor Willow said, I'm sending you a ditto because it was a ditto that had been uh, Meltan and blah, blah, blah dissect it and figure out whatever but the next opportunity for them to do the that kind of event where it's a bunch of mysterious meltan showing up is october 21st which would be 26 days before let's go pikachu let's go eevee right because those come out on november 16th mm-hmm. yep so that yeah 26 days is not enough buzz time in in the way that they do the pokemon buzz hype stuff where in that period there's going to be other things that they're going to want to be promoting and not the mythical for the game. So I think absolutely they're like, we're at the two month point, two months before this game comes out, let's release the mythical on this community day that shows the tie between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go. So yeah, that to me means it it really was planned to happen on this particular day. Begrudgingly, I probably agree. (laughs) Oh, I'm still I'm still holding out for an intern sh- shooting everything early. But no, I mean it makes sense. Uh the, you know, they had everything prepped. I mean, there were a lot of people at my community day talking about it like what is it? How many of them actually bothered to go onto the internet and look it up? Afterwards, I don't know. But there were certainly it certainly created a lot of confusion and pseudo excitement. Like, it's hard to consider people who look at it and think, 
is my game glitching? Is something wrong <laughs> as actual excitement? But there certainly were people talking about it. Yes. Whereas Rip Zero Aura. <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah, never never knew that dude. Also, uh I'm 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 sure as soon as this episode goes up, well America the Americas will get some Zero Aura news, but still nothing. I get it. You you have your your new shiny toy, which is Meltan, and you want to focus on that, but man, this has happened time and time again. Volcarona, like the biggest loser, I think, out of all the mythical Pokemon with really no limelight. Hey, Volcarona's not mythical. Oh, sorry, Volcanion. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from my little fire moth. <laughs> Volcarona, a lot, a lot of service there. Volcanion, my, my mistake, just kind of got passed. There was even a point, I think, that data miners found that there was an area in X and Y where you can go specifically for Volcanion that's never used. Kind of like the area, like there is an area in black and white for Victini, Liber- Li- Liberty Island, right, Will? Yeah. Um, which is very cool and made that Victini encounter special. Vol- Volcarona just kind of got passed up and it's, it's feeling like Zeraora is that way of all right, Zeroor is in this movie. Or Volcanion. I keep saying Volcarona. Um, I do like Volcarona better than Volcanion. This is true. Zeroor will be in the movie in November. And we'll get a download code for it, obviously. And it will be on the box of the TCG stuff. Sure. But I think there's a huge difference in... Here's a download code for Zeroor. And here's a brand new Pokemon... In Pokemon Go, we're, we're going to give you two days to think about it. Okay, here's a two-minute video of, like, describing this Pokemon, and we're going to tweet about it, and we're going to give you a press release, and we're probably going to tease it again. And even to the point, you know, I'm driving around Minnesota with Greg all weekend. Yeah, it not was, Quill. It, it was, yep. I don't know why, I, I, you, you can't catch Meltan, but it was still very exciting to see it in the wild. Like you would, like every couple hours, you'd be like, "Oh, Meltan's over there." Kind of want to go catch it, even though I know it's going to turn into a ditto. It's, it's just the- going to be a ditto, but it's still exciting. I don't know why. Oh, it's just it's not. It's like well, he's here. The thing. It's clear that so it speaks to the two different audiences that they're trying to attract. So it, if anything else, we know that Meltan and Let's Go is purely marketed to drop. Pokemon Go players into the Switch. Mm-hmm. Here's here's this mysterious thing. It's directly going to tie into Pokemon Go. Let's go. It's a much different ad campaign. It's a different way to handle it than they've handled it for the main series games. Because it, they want people to make a very strong connection between those two games. It's just a very different way of marketing it. It's a smart way of marketing it. But, like... The people who are interested in Zeraora are interested in seeing the movie, are interested in getting that code, are online. They've already seen the leaks. Like, they know the two audiences that they're speaking to, and they are very clever in making sure the message that they give out and the method that they use matches the audience that they want to attract. Yes, I 100% agree with you. I mean, we've known about Zeraora. Maybe that's why Zeraora is not as special. We've known about Zeraora since. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon released. Yeah, I mean, it's the worst kept secret. Like, if it's in the game, 
people who are hardcore players who are going to still be playing the game long enough after to get the code are <laughs> already know about it. Or Meltan kind of, you know, we got, what, a six hours heads up of what Meltan was um, before it started appearing in Pokemon Go? Finally, a real surprise again in Pokemon. Wow. I, you know, I can't even be upset. Like, I genuinely like being surprised by the Pokemon company. Um, and I, I think. I want to take those words from the king of spoilers to actually make the game better. They, I mean, like. <laughs> that, that, that can be a, a case. Like, for me, I did not want to see. What was that? Infinity War until I found out what happened at the end. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a cool ending. But prior to that, I had no desire. I mean, I'm also in the I don't care about spoilers camp. It's interesting for me if the surprise would have been the same whether I saw it in-game or if I learned about it through an official press release or I found it online. Like, that initial surprise isn't lessened for me by the method that I found it. I still experience that surprise, that joy. So... The fact that it was in-game was like, hey, this is a really cool way of introducing that. It didn't enhance my experience in any notable measure. It was still, uh, oh, this is really cool. Oh, I really don't like it. Ugh, it's ugly. Why is this the one? Okay, this is off comicbook.com. This is our last bit of news here. Pokemon Let's Go announces more stops to the U.S. Road Trip Tour. Pikachu and Eevee could be coming to a city near you. Nintendo has announced several more stops to its Let's Go Road Trip event, which launched yesterday in, a, in Los Angeles. The event will give Pokemon fans a chance to play, the, play and test the upcoming Pokemon games, which are the first Pokemon games to appear on a home console. The announcement for the dates are followed. October 6th, they're going to 4 and Barcidio Center in San Francisco. October Embarcadero. There you Embarcadero. go. On October 13th, they're going to Westlake Park in Seattle. October 20th, they're going to Dallas, Texas. Doesn't say where. October 27th, Topeka, Kansas. October 3rd, Chicago. Uh, November 10th, Boston. And the surprise road trip will feature Pikachu and Eevee traveling across the United States in customized trucks. The trucks will actually turn into playtest areas. Uh, there are also a photo op opportunity with both Pikachu and Eevee, as well as supersized versions of the Pokemon mascots who are also traveling around the road trip event. The new Pokemon games are loose remakes of Pokemon Yellow. They are sent in the Kanto region. I don't have to go on about this. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, any of those cities I said speak to you? You want to try the game early or just maybe find... Other Pokemon fans, uh, probably, you know, worth checking out. I will see what my November is looking like for um, the Chicago event. I do have a friend in Topeka, and I've been looking for an excuse to go visit. the. That's very strange. Why did they pick Topeka, of all places yeah. in Kansas? That's really odd. Don't know. <laughs> Deals? Money? Deals. Deals, yes. I can imagine like the Topeka City Hall that, that one day is like, well, we can splurge on one event this year. What's it going to be? <laughs> I heard kids like that Pokemon. Yeah. All right, let's go for it. We're approaching the half hour mark where we usually take a break, but I think all we have left is Pokemon of the week here. 
you have uh, your addict thing that you wanted to do. Question. And the addict question, which Pokemon of the Week is usually 15 minutes. The addict thing I don't think will be more than five. So I think we'll we'll just power through this this break and just kind of skip it. Uh, but if you're a Patreon backer and you're in the addict tier, we do, we're do. we now doing a question of the week where people can ask questions. I'm picking one of them. There's some other things that the addict stuff does that will roll out, but this is part of the supporting us on Patreon, having a little bit more interaction with the show, um, and we wanted to do it without breaking or making the show feel n- not the same, I guess. Um, we asked a bunch of questions, non Pokemon and non Pokemon related. The one I'm going to go with is from Mega Jolteon in Slack. Uh, oh, and he's one of my favorites. They're they're all my favorites. Will I mean that's fine. You can be the dad. I don't have to be the dad. <laughs> and their question is the original. Oh, we should probably we'll probably have like music for this too because it's like a new segment and stuff. Um, yeah, do it. Make the I, music Greg, happen. No, Greg, sing something. Come on. This is the question of the week. That was terrible. That was awful. But Nick, make it better. Yeah, Nick will make it happen. Okay, the question is... The original 151 Pokemon parachute onto an island battle royale style. Who wins? Well, this is not going to be a five-minute conversation. We don't do Fortnite, no. <laughs> uh, we got to appeal. To this podcast will look. Okay, th- three white dudes over thirty. We got to appeal to the to the <laughs> the children. Will <laughs> I included the Fortnite kids, question? Okay, so kids which, should not which be one? playing Fortnite. It's violent. Which one's doing the floss? Oh, which one's flossing? Which one's flossing? How many, uh, well, uh, Greg, at, when we were together, how many kids did we see doing the floss at Mall like of America? Ten. One that, remember that one kid that was just walking and doing it like like he couldn't control himself? <laughs> it was just like floss, walk, floss, walk, floss, walk, floss, walk. I need floss, to look walk. this up because I've never seen the floss. Well, you, if you play Fortnite, you'll see it all the time. I will not play Fortnite because that's not the kind of game I enjoy. Okay. So, which so Pokemon's Mewtwo doing the doesn't floss? win because because of the movie. They all the Pokemon are already mad, so they're totally going to be like, "Let's gang up and take the big threat down first. So Mewtwo wipes out all of the poison types <laughs> in that initial battle. Clearly. Also, I think the the disadvantage here is Mewtwo refuses to work together with anyone. Yes, and... yeah, absolutely. So Mewtwo takes out all the poison types. Probably I mean, Pikachu, because let's just get rid of Pikachu right now. And Ammonite and Omastar, they, like, don't make it to the island. They just fall off the edge and go <laughs> back in the water, and everybody's happier for it. <laughs> He's so, they're so cute. They're out. All right. I'm, I'm saying that there's probably a really good running for Diglett and Doug Trio, and they definitely have an alliance. But unfortunately, mm. the overwhelming amount of water Pokemon yeah, in every the generation don't fare well. Uh, they're at a big disadvantage here. This is true. This is true. And there's no so. pure grass types in Gen One, so yeah, the I, grass, all the grass poisons fall to Mewtwo, 
because water water's gonna hold back and let them totally take the charge and then oh. be like yep our weakness is gone let's move out so i guess what it's really going to come down to it's like and and i think this is what it's going to be it's it's going to be gyarados because if you end up with just gyarados and its water typing took out all the ground types and the rock types and the fire types and its air typing took out all the fighting types and we've we've and even some of the grass types too and right bite takes takes care of whatever psychics are left i well, mean i think and, alakazam and, could give it a run for its money uh uh-uh. because then it mega evolves becomes <laughs> mega gyarados gets dark type and then all of those dark type moves are powered up and then mm. it's like Mewtwo. You're but out you can the door. only you can only Mega Evolve when your bond is strong with a trainer. There's no trainers here. And we don't know how this works in the wild. All right, I, nothing, there, nothing there requires wild, a trainer. There are wild Megas. Clearly, <laughs> the power of anger. Yes. <laughs> okay. They watch. They watch Smoochum floss just because Smooch doesn't end up there because Jinx brought it along to go to the mall. Jinx and Smoochum flossing, and Gyarados is like, enough. Chomp, chomp, bite, done. Don't even get a nice attack off. I'm, I'm saying the things... I would put Charizard in the same category as Mewtwo, refuses to get help, gets double teamed yep. by a lot of Pokemon. Gets wrecked with a couple of waters. Yep. I have a, Blast I have a couple... Blastoise is like, it's time. <laughs> a couple of Pokemon stand out to me as, you know, making it to the final circle here. Uh, Arcanine is one of them. Destroyed by Gyarados. Uh, I think that Kangaskhan has a real good chance. Kangaskhan has a real good chance. Kangaskhan uh, could be hanging back, being all protective, and being like, you know, I'm just here to help everybody. Surprise, my child can come out of its pouch. Pow, pow. Didn't see that one coming. I think Lapras does okay here. Lapras gets in the water and goes away. And yeah, it's just Lapras like, is a pacifist. It's like foolishness, nah. folks. I'm, out. I'm, getting, I'm getting my loot crate, and then I'm swimming. Uh, what do we feel about Dragon Knight? Uh, well, I think that there's too many fairy types available. <sighs> mm. See, I think Dragon Knight is opposite of Mewtwo and Charizard, where... More than happy to help and partner. Yeah. But Dragonite, I feel like, is the sucker that gets turned on by their partner last minute. And that's how they lose. I think Clefable is like, come with me. I'll work with you. And in the final climactic battle, Clefairy's like, surprise! Moonblast. (laughs) Right? And the thing about Gyarados is, as long as it waits to Mega Evolve to the very end, it's not weak to fairy types so yeah, it waits th- until all the fairy types are taken out i think we have then... i i think we have a case of clefable and gyarados showing down like gyarados knows if it mega evolves is in trouble but that power boost and we have that sort of samurai anime cross as to which one falls first and i'm gonna say gyarados falls no, and Clefable's not going to make it because there's so many poison types. But they all died out. in the Mewtwo raid. 
No. Yeah, not that they fast. all died in the meantime. Not that race. fast. All right, give me give me your winner. Out of all the 151, give me your winner. Oh, I said Gyarados. Okay. I say Clefable. I say Persian. What? Persian. It's a normal type. It's a cat, though. Very sly, very sneaky. Quick on its feet, Will. You know what cats can do in jungles? Unexpected. Uh, You obviously haven't met my cat. (laughs) Thank you, Mega Jolteon. Joshua in in Slack for the question. Uh, We will try this again next week. Probably not Fortnite related, but we'll see. Um, Will, give us our Pokemon of the week. Oh, and you guys have really stoked Uh-oh. my fire of ire. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. This is a Pokemon guess. <laughs> <sighs> you know, and it, what's uh, back to PTCGO, the reason I picked this one is because Chris tricked me into buying packs on PTCGO with my little coins, and this was my best pull from those packs. <laughs> I'm real aggravated. So here, that's your first clue: is it's available in as a as a card in Pokemon Trading okay. Card Game. This Pokemon is one of the few out there that receives Stab, same type attack bonus, for three different move types. It is also strange that while it is always wet, it is not a water type and is actually weak to fire type moves. While it does not resist fairy types, it might still be considered a good counter to fairies. Moves that this Pokemon can learn that will receive its special attack bonus, not the usual stab, are Gyro Ball, Anchor Shot, Heavy Slam, Flash Cannon, and Iron Head. Gyro Ball and Heavy Slam are unique moves that are based on particular stats about the battling Pokemon. Gyro Ball favors the slower Pokemon. Its power increases the larger the difference in speed between the attacker and the attack's recipient's speed. Heavy Slam bases its power on the weight difference between the attacker and attack recipient. The heavier the Pokemon, the more powerful the attack. Gyro Ball was introduced in Generation 4. Heavy Slam did not appear until Generation 5. In the lore of the secret meanings of tattoos, a tattoo of this Pokemon would represent the thing that keeps you grounded when life is shifting and unsteady around you. While people often forget, this Pokemon is absolutely appropriate for October, even though it never hangs out with Trevenant, Gorgeist, and Decidueye. Who's that Pokemon? I know. I know. (laughs) I didn't make it that hard. (laughs) I'm going to say Delmize. And Greg, what are you going to say? I am also saying Delmize. It is Delmize. The Sea Creeper Pokemon. You're a Sea Creeper. Yeah. Delmize is one of my absolute favorites. It's I do. really cool. I really, really like it. It's uh, really unique. Um, Anchor Shot is really its signature move, and I wish I could have left that off the list, but I had to give some clues somewhere. <laughs> um, but the thing about Anchor Shot is it's a steel type move, so it gets because Delmize's ability is Steel Worker means it basically gets stab off of Steel-type moves, even though it's not a Steel-type. Um, Anchor Shot gets that power boost, and the Pokemon it's attacking can't exit. It keeps it, like, trapped. So that's real cool. 
Sweet shiny. It's a very good shiny. I, yeah. But, okay, I am crushed right now. I don't like it shuffle icon. <laughs> really? I like it shuffle icon. Did we finally hit something that doesn't have a good shuffle icon? Yeah, it's like I don't very like detailed. It. It's super detailed compared to other shuffle icons. Yeah. It's really complicated and it's hard to see. It just looks like a beard. Yeah. I mean, Beard Academy fans, heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, that's our no, new mascot. You're, you're, you're kicked out of Beard Academy, sir. <laughs> I Go am hang not, with I am your the Hair dean. Academy friends. I have taken over the dean. It's as like My Hero them. Academia, where the faculty, somebody on there is a spy. Look, I'm not saying that's incorrect right now, but I'm not playing that hand. Some trivia here Delmize is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 517. In Generation 3 and Generation 6, an NPC in Slateport Market mentions that seaweed in the area is so fresh and lively, it looks like it could rear up and attack. A description which perfectly describes Delmize. Uh, for those of you that might not know, uh, Delmize is actually the seaweed and not the actual anchor. Correct. Um, Although what's interesting um, is in one of the descriptions from the Pokedex is it's actually, and this is from the moon Pokedex, it says the soul of seaweed adrift in the waves became reborn as this Pokemon. It maintains itself with new infusions of seabed detritus and seaweed. So like lively seaweed, mm -mm, this is ghost seaweed. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, which is cool, and I think it, it 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 at least fits in the whole you know pirate goat ship haunted ships that steer themselves kind of thing. Um, this is just haunted seaweed of an anchor and a stern. Is that what they call the wheel? Uh, no, the stern is the back of the boat. What's the wheel called? The helm. Oh. The helm. There you go. Yeah. Um, boat terms. Boat words. Uh, Delmize is very cool. Yep. I like it. And it's a ghost type for October. For October. October. Is spooky. I, you know, spooky I always, always forget that it's not always forget that it's a ghost, but you're right. Like, out of all the ghost Pokemon, it is not one of the first to come to mind. Well, that's our episode. Surprisingly, a little bit shorter. When this episode comes up, it'll be our first episode of October. So we'll have some spooky episodes for you, I guess. This is spooky number one. Cranking spooky. into October. Spooky. Yeah, we'll see if there's any Pokemon news that breaks. Uh, red and Blue in America, original Red and Blue, turned uh, 20 years old this past weekend. I know Polygon.com did a bunch of news and coverage on the history and of Pokemon. And essays. And essays and a lot of people's different opinions, whether, you know, they are a longtime Pokemon fan or a recent Pokemon fan. There's also uh, an interview there with Masuda, which uh, we will probably save till next week. I've read the interview once. I just kind of want to go over it again because... Um, I just want to pull certain things from it instead of going through the entire one. But if you want to get a head start on that, Polygon.com, I think it's on their front page. It's pretty easy to find. 
it was literally like 18 different Pokemon articles uh, about red and blue and stuff. So that that that's something that's out there if you need some more Pokemon content. Uh, we'll be doing some spooky shiny hunts on Twitch this month. I just got to finish up the uh, Ruby and Sapphire double quest that I'm doing uh, when this episode goes up. I'm currently at the Elite Four, so I just have to uh, do a little bit of grinding, beat the Elite Four. We'll be done with that. Uh, but we'll probably just do a lot of shiny hunting and just casual stuff because uh, I don't really want to start anything new since we're about 45 days out from Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, give or take a day or two. Um, but we'll see. Otherwise, I think that's it. Will can be found at Wash in the Sink. Greg at White Wing on Twitter. I am at Dragging a Lake. If you would like to help out the show, leave us a review in iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. That would be extremely helpful. We are about 40 reviews away from 1,000. So it would be really, really cool if we can get 1,000 reviews by the time Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee comes up. That would be really awesome. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out. If we do like one review a day, we'll be able to get there. 1,000 reviews is huge. Very, very huge. It was one of my goals of 2018 to get to 1,000 reviews by the end of the year. But if we can... Do it before new games come out. That would be awesome. Really easy way to help out the show. Um, but thank you, Greg. You're welcome. Thank you, Will. Possibly you're welcome. And we will be back next week. This is another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super spooky. That's appropriate for October. Yep. Get ready. It's going to happen a lot in October. Anchor down, people. Anchor down. A big shout out to the producers of this show, starting with Kevin, Cygnus, Ivan, Jeff, Pat Matrick, Robert, and Alex. Thank you so much for your support and supporting It's Super Effective. If you would also like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective or even easier, isc.cash. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.